got your mojo working? Do you just want to give it a good kickstart? Either way, you've come to the right station. The Mojo Radio Show will help you get your mojo working at work and at play. I got my mojo working, but it just won't work on you. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's edition of the Mojo Radio Show. Nice to have you with us. Thanks hit the download button. Good to have you on what we call the Mojo Radio Show, the big med bust with the velour seat covers. And right over there in the corner is the lava lamp. And it's set and ready to <laughs> rock and roll. What's the show all about? We just find interesting people who've got a great story, stuff to share, opinions or things that we can steal, take away, adapt put into our own worlds to make us better and get our mojo working in and out of the workplace. And behind the big steering wheel that is driving the big red bus that is the Mojo Radio Show, Robbo, good day to you, my good sir. How are you, mate? I'm going good today. Gee, I tell you what, the, um, it's been interesting that mm. the one of the most popular shows we've had for quite a while mm. was about the reinventing and repositioning yourself by Australian Test cricketer Michael Kasperwich. Yeah. And hello to all our friends in the subcontinent, yeah. Pakistan, India, <laughs> Sri Lanka. Mate, they love that guy. They're all over it. It's um, it's rocketed its way to the top of the charts, hasn't it? <laughs> it has been a huge show. Now, yeah. for anybody in the States and in the UK... Uh, we have a, a game uh, similar to uh, like baseball called cricket. We have one of our most successful fast bowlers in our domestic season, our club season, our state season in Australia, Michael Casper, which is now a very successful businessman, talking about how to reposition yourself, how to reinvent yourself in your life. And uh, I think it's fair to say that it really has uh, captured the imagination <laughs> of the subcontinent. Hasn't it, Justin? And, uh, Can I just say, though, I think last week's episode might be hot on its tails. I've already listened to it three times. What a cracker of an yeah. episode, Alicia Beverly on yeah. intellectual property. And yeah. I think one thing that really sucked the oxygen out of our studio was when Alicia said to you and I, who owns your website? <laughs> it's like, dong! That, yeah. that old chestnut. That old chestnut, that's right. And look, I've got to be honest, for me as someone who, you know, every day creates stuff, you know, it's it's a topic that, you know, I should be a lot more aware of. And I'm. she made me realise how little I actually know about my own business, to be honest with you. Yeah, it, it really <laughs> is. Uh, for anybody who is new to the show, who hasn't gone back to last week's show, episode 77, mm-hmm. you need to listen to it and you need to share it with anybody you care about who is doing anything in business because it is frightening how little we own in terms of intellectual property, trademarks and mm-hmm. patents. Mm-hmm. Guarantee you'll get value out of it. It was a cracking show. And uh, I think we're going to have part B coming up shortly with Alicia because it was so good. We had so much to cover. We couldn't get it done in one show. Absolutely. So listen, um, to change the subject completely, what do you think of the smell wafting around the studio this morning? No, no, it's not last week's jocks. It's not good. It's (laughs) It's not not good. good. It's not good. And, And I've got you and Michael Smith to thank for that. Smithy. <laughs> but apparently it's going to do me some good. I, um, I've decided to bite the bullet and have a go at making my own bone broth. So that one's been plugging away now for about a day, churning away on the stove over there. Well, but, we um, should um, just set this up. Michael Smith is the Mojo Radio Show wellness expert. He's a naturopath. He is a dietitian. He is our... Here's our version of our doc at the Mojo Radio Show. Mm-hmm. And we spoke to Smithy, Smithy. Ab- 
about bone broth and what are the wellness advantages of creating your own bone broth. So uh, based on the fact that his recommendation on smoothies has worked so well for my Crohn's, I also decided that if he was going to tell me that a bone broth was something that I should consider for my Crohn's, I might as well give that a go as well. So um, I don't think I'm making friends with the family right now. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's one of the only downsides because you are going to simmer your bones for mm. up to 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And as we are exhibit A here in the studio today, it does tend to put the smell of beef through your home or your flat, your apartment Uh or your house. And that's the only downside to it. I tend to start it in the afternoon. Uh, let it run because the, generally the smell starts to come sort of after five or six hours. I tend to lock it in the kitchen. Yeah, And right. then first thing in the morning, get up early, open up all the doors and windows and air it out before the rest of the house are up. Just, mm. I'm just saying, just, just, just throw it that, out there. If you want it, you take example. it. If you don't want it, throw it away. But yeah. uh, folks, if you'd like to hear the whole interview with Smithy, and he is excellent and really, yeah. if you want to get your mojo working, you've got to have your, your food, your wellness, your mind in check. That was episode 55. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Just go to themojoradioshow.com, click on the shows, go down to episode 55. You'll find Smithy. Mm. You can click straight through or you can go through on iTunes. Mm. There's also a whole bunch of notes in there from Smithy on what to do about bone broth. That's can good. I just say, if, you, uh, if you're anything like me and suffer from some sort of a chronic illness or gluten intolerance or whatever, I've never had a formal appointment with Smithy or I've done is with him is have those couple of conversations where we've interviewed him on the show. It's changed my life and and I'm not bullshitting and I'm not making that up and I'm not exaggerating. It's changed the way I approach my illness and it's, it's changed the way my body works and it's, it's, you know, it's literally changed my life. It's been very noticeable as well as an outsider Mm. um, having to spend time in confined spaces with you. (laughs) Um, It has, uh, it has made, a monumental difference to lots of different aspects of your world. And Spithy is very, very good. He's Mm. articulate. He's down to earth. It's all accessible for us. I I do think it's worthwhile going back. It is one of our most popular shows with Smithy. So it's worth going back. Um, And the bone broth is very good. The only thing I would say that if you really want to soup up your bone broth, Mm. make sure you go to your local farmer, farmer's markets or to an organic butcher and ask for grass-fed, grass-finished Bones, because mm. then you won't be getting all of the toxins and yeah. the girls that can go into beef if they are not grass-fed. Yeah. So yeah. don't wait for your mate who has a, a grass-fed beef farm to bring you some, because it probably won't. Happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a nasty turn. Now, before before we get into our guest today, yeah. A uh, couple of quick things. I yep. found some very interesting stories on the interwebs. Oh. Gary's Google Mojo. So we are all familiar with Uber, which has been a disruptor and has changed mm. our world in terms of taxis and hire cars. Well, yeah. one of the rules in marketing warfare is if you can't own a category like Uber, then you create your own. Chariot for Women are in Boston and they've just launched a women's only taxi service, which is exactly the same as Uber, Mm. only the drivers are all women. They get very stringently tested with a Mm. background check on the female drivers and Mm. they will only serve women, children under 13 and trans women. Now, 
Chariot for Women was created by a former Uber driver. And as is the case with a lot of great brands and great stories that we've heard on the Mojo radio show, he had a very unsettling trip one night and he decided to create his own rideshare company that prioritised safety over everything else. And so he's now created Chariot for Women. It's only brand new, so we don't know how it's going to travel yet. But what I do like about it's taking something which is super successful and saying, well, how do I specialise and solve a separate problem? So Chariot for Women, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. It'd be interesting to see how it goes and whether it rolls out across the world. The Mojo Radio Show. So, mate, you'll remember a couple of weeks ago I popped along to my school reunion after 30-odd years. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I remember more of it than you actually <laughs> You probably do. do. Anyway, it's just yeah. saying. What was the school again? Um, <laughs> but I ended up catching up with an old mate of mine who didn't come to the reunion but gave me a call um, just to catch up. And he was telling me about a mate of his who lost his wife and children to divorce. Uh, his ex-wife and children moved away. And he's decided to combat the depression that came from that in a very different way. He, he was, went into his shell for a long time and then started doing some exercise and realised what benefits it was causing. Mm. So he's actually mm. decided to walk, believe it or not, from Brisbane to Cairns to raise money wow. for a couple of charities. So um, Michael Casey is his name. He's also a rapper with the, uh, the handle of 2100. But he's on the line yo, to... Yo, yo. To, yeah, yo, yo, yo. And he's, on, and he's on the line on the road, actually. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you so much for having me on. No worries. Mate, it's a great pleasure. Where um, where on the road between Brizzy and Cairns have we found you? Okay, right now I'm taking a little breather. I was walking today from uh, a little town called Pomona and I was uh, trying to take it to at least Gempi, maybe a little bit further. And I've stopped along the way in a town called Koran. Nice. And what are you averaging at the day? Like, give us an idea of what your typical day looks like. What time are you getting up? What time are you crashing out? And how much? You, how far are you covering? So each day at the moment, I'm, I'm covering between 20 and 40 kilometres a day. So I'm wow. trying to make my stop uh, somewhere that uh, we can actually stop, stop the car. And we, gen- we generally get up about uh, 5 a.m. It's me and my cousin. He's my he's he's, he's uh driving a, a van that's kind of the, the home away from home when we do stop and I'm walking but we're both waking up at about 5am and we're doing some some kind of exercise uh, some push pulls and either some push ups or some chin ups uh, doing something like that and then uh, eating some breakfast sometimes we get a chance to cook sometimes it's a protein shake and then I get on the road and, I, and at the moment, I was a little bit behind my schedule. I had a couple of hiccups here and there, and I've been trying to do uh, two big walks a day, doing the morning walk and an afternoon walk. So, mate, what's the, um, what's the story behind all this? I mean, I know um, you're doing this because you're looking to, to spread the word. Just give us, give us the background into what you went through and what, what inspired you to put on the walking shoes and take off north? Yeah, man. Well, look, I, uh, I have, I've got two children. I've got a, a three-year-old and an 18-month-old. And uh, I was a, a full-time musician working in Brisbane. Uh, about a year ago, uh, I separated with my partner. Nearly, it was a year ago yesterday. And um, and uh, about two weeks later, uh, she she left uh, left the state with the two kids, and that started uh, kind of a custody battle, and uh, you know a lot of things happened through that that led me into a place of, of depression. And you know, at first I thought I was handling things well, and after about six months, it sort of just hit me, man. Maybe I'm never going to see my kids again. I don't know how to cook 
fucking works. Um, you know, I'd put all these things in and I, I thought I, I thought it was like a clear cut and dry situation of, you know, hey, I was a really good dad, I was a really focused dad. There's no reason I can't see my kids, why can't I see my kids? It shouldn't have been like the way the law's written, I should be able to, you know, seemed really, really simple and, and yet it wasn't. And um yeah, I've just I've found myself in a place where um I was I was not turning up to gigs. Uh, I was forgetting to invoice for gigs. I was um, uh, just, and even some days I just wasn't getting out of bed, and it just got got worse and worse and worse. Um, you know, I, I found myself in a, a, a few few very scary moments looking back on, on how close I kind of became. I came to taking my own life, and um, I started talking to some people and looking at things online, and and um, I was just I was worried that if I went to the doctors and handled handled things clinically, that uh, that would be an opportunity for you know someone to keep my kids away from me even longer so I was looking for anything natural that I could do to um, to, to deal with it so when someone brought up exercise as a possibility I was like well hey I can do that and so I, I did I, I, I started waking up every morning at 6am and as soon as the sun was up basically I was on the road and I would walk 5 kilometers to um, the closest pool to my house and I would swim for 30 minutes to an hour and I'd walk home and I'd look back to the, you know, the last four months and um, on the health app on my iPhone it told me all the kilometers that I'd walked and I was averaging at that point I'd built up to averaging 18 to 19 kilometers a day and I was like oh if I averaged 18 to 19 kilometers over 100 days that means I've walked already the equivalent of walking to Cairns and that just to me and I thought well what if I could walk to Cairns and I put a post on Facebook I said what if I walked um, 21 k's a day for 100 days walked to Cairns and made a tour out of it every day I played music and interact with people because I started as a street performer anyway and I realized I could I could walk anywhere on any street corner and play some music and um, if I have gigs along the way or parties um, I should be able to make money and and um, do the whole thing relatively cheaply. And that was it. I wasn't initially raising money for anyone. It was just like a self-challenge. And I thought, hey, this walking thing's making me feel better. So let's keep it going. Like, I don't want to stop walking. I don't want to go back to feeling crappy again. I don't want to go back to that feeling of depression ever, ever again. So it was kind of like, let's keep it up. No, it's just it's interesting, Michael, with that um, playing gigs along the way, you're obviously interacting, as you said, with a lot of people. For sure. What sort of stories are you hearing from other people who are either in the same place or have been in the same place? Like you must be hearing some inspiring stories that are oh, 100%. showing you that there's a lot of this out there. Yes, I mean, that's, that's been the, the best thing about it. And like I said, for me initially... I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, it's so inspiring. You're doing so much good stuff for other people. But I mean, really, it was kind of, it just came from a place of, I don't want to go back to depression and I don't want to go back to what I felt. And this is fun for me. Walking is fun for me. And the idea of getting to Cairns was just a personal challenge, something that I could tell my kids about, you know, I tell my grandkids about, I did this thing I want to see. And there's all these kind of more selfish and, and self-focused reasons for me to want to start this. But mm. as it's gone, and even as I started um, training more for it, and it became a real goal in, in about mid-January, uh, and putting things online and showing people some of the things I was doing to prepare for it, the story started to come in. 
And the more I um, started to open up about my depression and what I went through online, the more, I mean, people would comment publicly, but the private messages started to come in. And then friends, people that I knew well, um, coming up and telling me these stories and similar things. And, and yeah, it was just that when I started to open up about it, people started feeling more comfortable to open up to me about it. And it was just very similar situations to what I was going through. I, I had no idea some of my friends were dealing with depression for different reasons. And some even were dealing with custody battles and I didn't even know. And I realized, wow, I was so kind of cagey and didn't want anyone to know what I was going through uh, when it was happening. Uh, my, some of my closest friends had no idea what was going on. Mm. And um, so, like, the more, the more I opened up, the more the stories came back to me and the more I was inspired. And it became kind of like this positive cycle of, yeah, just opening, being honest and allowing myself to be accessible to them and they would tell me things which would inspire me to work harder. And then the more I did and the closer I got to achieving what I'm doing, the more people are coming through. Mm. And, you know, to me, it's just like, wow, that's so, so cool that this is having any kind of positive impact. And that kind of inspires me to keep going. Given your, you've been there in this, this pretty dark place, Michael, and now you're feeling pretty good about things on the walk. You just mentioned that there were close friends to you that you had no idea they're in the same place or a similar place. How, with the experience you have now with these stories and having been there, how do we find out from people? Like, if we have people around us that are in this place, with your experience, how, how do we know? Is there, a, is there some process or something you would give us as a tip to help us uncover maybe people who are going through this that we don't know about that we could help? It's all about just having um, everyday conversations with people and, and beginning to open up and just talk and simply starting a conversation with, are you okay? Just asking your friends, how, like, how are you doing? Like, talk, talk to people and genuinely just checking on your friends to see how they're doing because you never know. And like that, that, and and when someone gives you that opportunity to speak and to say, you know, um, how you how you're feeling or what you're going through, then there's a chance for them to open up. And and the the, the reality is, I think in my situation last year, had I had more people kind of checking on me, just simply, are you okay? You know, even though I didn't want people to know, when I if I would have genuinely felt like I could could tell someone what I was feeling and they weren't going to judge me and I wasn't going to necessarily bring them down because that was the hardest thing for me. I didn't, I don't want to be that guy in the room that sucks the energy out of it because yeah, I'm depressed. Yeah, yeah. So I would, I would kind of keep myself away from my friends and I deli- that was why I wasn't getting out of the house. I was like, you know, anyway, I love to be the guy that's bringing positivity and like, I, I enjoy that. That's why I love being an entertainer for me to go into a room and perform you know, for whether it's it's three people or, you know, a couple of thousand people like I do at Cloudland on a Saturday, um, you know, for me to entertain a room and to be that bright spark in the room is what I love. And that that energizes me and it makes me happy. And I realize in myself as I'm going through and I can and I'm starting to recognize things more that I didn't before because I had no point of reference for it. The more people that I meet and the more I, I look at what's happened in my life, I'm, I, I realize it's hard to recognize and you just, it's just cool just to ask people, how are you doing? How's your day? Have conversations with people and be ready 
for that conversation to go any direction, mm. like, and go to maybe a dark place, go to a negative place and not be scared of that, mm. but just opening up and giving them a chance to speak and then realizing, um, and me being open and honest about my own dark places that, Hey, let's, we can talk. It's cool. I get it. It's fine. And, um, and the way that if you follow my Facebook, when I do open up about things that I've been through, um, it's kind of like, Hey, this happened. This is, this is this, this is real, but I try not to over, um, sensationalize it or anything like that. I try to make it more dark than it was. I try to just say, Hey, this is something that happened and I'm kind of getting through it. And so, and, and give people, you know, that, that sense of like, Oh, Hey, he got, he's getting better. He's getting better through this. There is light. There is, you know, we can have a conversation with him and I try to maybe be a little bit funny about certain things or find, uh, lighter sides to the darkness and, and all of that to make it a more comfortable conversation for people. And I think that that opens the pathways to recovery from this. I think, I think that's gold, brother. I think it is gold, definitely. Now, Thanks, man. Michael, it, it, would, it would be remiss of us. So let, let's, let's take your advice. Let's lighten things up a bit. You're on the road today. You'll be walking another 10-odd Ks. You're out there. Your cousin's in the van behind you. You yep. are looking for a piece of music or a rap. What's going through your mind as you're walking? Are you, are you making up raps? Are you singing your own stuff? Are you listening to other people's music? Like, what, what is going through your mind as you're walking along? Well, the, the, the first sort of 400, um, uh, yeah, the first maybe 300 Ks until I got up, up until the last two days, um, you know, I was, I was thinking about, I've, I've been practicing my beatboxing. I was practicing, doing like uh, singing practice. Um, <laughs> I've just been, yeah, writing little notes in my phone. I was writing Facebook messages. The last two days, the road is, I've, got, I've had no shoulder. I've had no, uh, it's been just rough sort of roads and, and, and cars traveling quite fast. And it's, I've been using all of my energy just not to die. So it's been a little bit dangerous and that, that, that's how I know I'm, I'm well past my depression because, you know, my will to live is very, very strong at the moment. Like, I'm like trying my best, like not to get hit by cars. I don't, I don't even want a flesh wound on this trip. Like, I'm just like, I'm trying everything I can do just to stay safe. But I'm not taking my guitar in my hand, but I am thinking about raps. I'm thinking about my beatbox side of things. I'm thinking mm. about my singing and I'm practicing little tongue twisters. Uh, for for my rap and my skill, and uh, and I'm, I'm always thinking. I'm, like since I kind of started this uh, freestyle rapping improvisational kind of thing that I've been doing, uh, rhymes are going on in my head all the time. Like I see see things, and I think of 14 different words that rhyme with that, and um, and so that's going on all the time. And that's what's great about walking. I'm going at at a pace that that generally speaking, I'm able to think about those things and, and, and to practice. It's easy to, to be walking down the street and do some lip trills and, to, and practice some scales or to, um, to, to work on, say, my kick drum or my snare and my beatbox. You know, I'm trying to get a certain sound and I can practice that or, um, or, just, or just a song and I'll just sing one line over and over and play around with it. And, um, and I'm trying to use the time as productively as I can. So, Gary, I reckon we have to put Michael on the spot here. I think there's two parts, Rob. I think yeah. he's ready for the big question. Well, the big question's coming, but I reckon I've got a bit of a, I reckon I've got a, bit of a physical challenge for him before we, uh, before and we I get reckon, to that. I reckon you and I are in the same boat because I think we can help him get to a global audience. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. <laughs> if, if, if he's up for it. I mean, if I'm just, I'm just saying. My, my just time, saying. I'm going to throw you five words, okay? Yep. And, and okay. I need you to put him into a rap that lasts no longer yep. than a minute. No longer than a minute. All yeah. right. I've got no beat, right? This is going to have to be acapella. Yeah, acapella. So the five <laughs> words, here we go. The five words, they're not hard to remember. Mojo. Okay. Mojo. Gary. Gary. Robbo. What was the third one? I missed it. Robbo. <laughs> Robo, yeah. It's pretty insignificant. Brisbane and Cairns. <laughs> Brisbane and Cairns. Yep. Right. So Mojo, on, Gary, Robbo, Brisbane, Cairns, all in a wrap in under 60 seconds. In under 60 seconds. Yeah. All right. Let me, let me get myself warmed up here yeah, with yeah. a little beatbox to get a rhythm into it. So let me, get, let me go. So we've got Mojo. Yep. Gary, uh, Gaz. Yeah, Gaz or Gary. Yep. Yep. Whatever. Yep. 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 Gaz yep. or Gary. I'll, I'll try to do them both. So Mojo, yep. Gaz, Gary, Robbo, yep. Brisbane, Cairns. Brisbane and Cairns. Okay. okay. Yo, we talking about the mojo Around fast on the slow-mo Some people see me on the street Think I'm a hobo No, yo I'm walking from the chance from Brisbane Yeah, I'm the man You can see it I was looking through a prism Oh, that's like a rainbow Not like a prism Yo, it's there full of gas Goes by the name Gary Trans. I'm about to make you spaz, man. It's scary if I win. And if I don't, I feel like dope That's it, I got hope That's it, me I was just trying to cope with, uh what I was like going through, chilling with my flowing through the beat that I got beat hot. That's it, gotta do it, man. You know that it rock. That's it, yo, Rob, I hope you like it. Chilling and sight it. Yo, I got to do it, man. Chilling and sight it. The crowd to listen. Yo, I just listen straight off the top. Yo, thank you for listening. Hey. Is that all right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, can Dude, that'll do. That was sick. <laughs> that was so good, mate. Very nice. Very nice, man. Well done. Oh, mate, cool, that, man. Was, uh, oh, that was. Awesome! That uh, that made my day. Brought a big smile to my face, dude. That was that was hot. <laughs> Thank you very much. Nice one. So, listen. That's one more awesome. question. The uh, the usual uh, the usual Robo question. You uh, you know you've done your beatbox practice and you've practiced your, your your singing and all that sort of stuff. What's the uh, what's the tune that goes on on your um, on your iPhone on while you're walking to get your mojo going if you're feeling a little down? Man. It's so weird, and I'm just going to be really, really honest with you. The song that I've sung more than anything, uh, there's two. One of them is Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. And I'm not listening to music because, like I said, I'm trying not to die. I haven't been wearing my headphones because I I need to be listening out for a thing. But for some reason, Thousand Miles, and I guess I'm walking a thousand miles, um, you know, probably a bit more than a thousand miles. And that didn't even enter my mind why that one was in. I just thought I liked Vanessa Carlton, and I'm kind of ashamed of that fact. But a thousand miles by Vanessa Carlton. And Neo's so sick of love songs. Yeah. That one, like, I've just been singing it over and over and over. I don't know why, but when I'm when I'm when I'm walking, the Neo's so sick and Vanessa Carlton, Thousand Miles. And I'm a kid who loves punk, grunge, hip hop, yeah. everything. Uh, and the majority of my friends, they are kind of you know more left of center stuff. So I get a little bit embarrassed to admit how much I'm a I'm a victim of pop music and and just love it. But it's probably a good thing. It's probably a good thing that it's um it's that one and not the Proclaimers' 500 miles because that would kill you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Listening yeah. to that. <laughs> oh, well, mate, no. we um we're I'm, going I'm, to we're going to keep in touch with you if we can from the road because I'm um I'm fascinated. I love your vibe. Love what you're doing. I think it's going to be inspirational. And I, to be honest, 
you know, during the interview, you said that you may not be saving lives, but I think the way you're approaching this, you may very well be saving not one life, but a lot of lives mm, of people who agreed. get your story. Oh. I think it's quite profound the way that you, you are talking about what you've been through and what people can do to help. So we'd like to um, keep in touch with you on the road, mate, if we can, just to, to follow your journey as you get up towards Rocky and Gladstone and Townsville and so on. Hey man, look, I really enjoy. You know, anybody who likes me, I'm the kind of dude that likes the sound of his own voice. And uh, there's no, <laughs> there's no, uh, 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 what's the word? I'm, I'm lost for words. There's no coincidence that I've made a job out of talking shit. Like, on. <laughs> just before we go, how do people contribute to um to the cause, man? How do how do they give you some okay. dough? Well, right now I've got a company page, and um, I. I and just the logistical side of it, I haven't finished uh, writing everything, but um, there's a GoFundMe page, GoFundMe.com forward slash 2100, H-U-N-E-R-E-D, walk. And that's, um, that's a GoFundMe page. Up there now, is, it's saying support the, uh, uh, to help us get the vehicle. Yep. We just paid that off uh, on Monday. So I want to put it up and me and my cousin, I'm kind of, I'm walking, you know, 30 to 40 Ks a day. I'm burning like maybe 6,000 to 7,000 calories a day. So I'm eating enough for like four or five people. We're just trying to make sure we get uh, the funds together just to get to cans. But once that starts feeling more comfortable, I'm going to set some real, real goals for how much we can raise for Are You Okay? Mm. And in my mind, I've got some lofty ideas for what that'll be. And um, and I, and I want to I want to be able to get to that point. Sounds awesome. Well, we'll stick those links up in the show notes, Gaz. Yep, done. And uh, mate, it's been, it's been awesome to talk to you. Good luck with the walk. Stay out of the way of the Thank trucks. Thank you guys so much for having me <laughs> we'll on. We'll definitely be in touch, man, because uh, I, I'm interested to see uh, see how just how this goes, but I'm sure it'll be a f- screaming success. <laughs> Cheers, man. I appreciate the affirmation too. Getting your mojo working. This is the Mojo Radio Show. going to be interesting to stay in touch with Michael and see how he goes with that, isn't it? It is. I, I, I admire anybody who get off their backside and do something for others. Mm. What I like about this guy is that it's not what you'd expect. He's a rapper. He's a street performer. He's just a guy out there having a crack at it. Mm. And there is a lot of evidence now to say that depression, anxiety, uh, the state we get ourselves into of stress can be relieved by walking. And Mm. I think this whole thing started by him just walking. Mm. He chose the pool, he started it, then he walked a second day, a third day. And it's really, when, it, when you break it right down, it really is just a matter of getting off the couch and taking the first step. Mm. And you can break it right down to the very first step and then the second step, get into the front door, get into the footpath and then walking. And it's led him now into a very interesting area. Who knows where this could grow to? Yeah. I mean, there are so many stories about great talent in whatever area start by him getting out there, doing it for someone else. We know that from our stories with Dr. Tim Sharp, mm. who runs the Happiness mm. Institute, mm. he said one of the best things we can do for happiness is to help somebody else. Yeah. He's got a purpose. He's out there helping other people. Mm. He's exercising, mm. feeling better for it. It's going to be better for his mind. Mm. We know that it's better for our brains, overall wellness. So this is a great story, and I hope it just inspires us all to say, you know, we can get off the couch to just take one small step in some direction to create a purpose for ourselves. And invariably, if you are helping somebody else for the greater good, it's going to come back in spades. So I reckon we should keep in touch with them. It's a really good story. We'll put links to Michael with his hashtag 2100 
KM Walk. Uh, we'll put a link to his Facebook site and we'll also put a link into Are You OK into the show notes at themojoradioshow.com. Go into the show you're listening to, which is Michael Casey, Rapper 2100. Get on the bottom of that page. You'll see all the links that are there and uh, you'll be able to follow along. So um, very good story. So what else have we got before we get out? Well, I think you've got a lesson in rock. God of rock, thank you for this chance to kick ass. Now let's get out there and melt some faces! The Mojo Radio Show's Lessons in Rock. But before we get into your lesson in rock, I, I've got a little quick piece that I'd like to put out there. Bruce Springsteen has all. Bruce has always been on the top of my list as one of the greatest rock and roll performers of all time. However, can I just say, on a human level, he took a massive step up in my book the other week when he cancelled his North Carolina show in protest against some some new let's just call them discriminatory laws that were being introduced, Bruce actually turned around and said, well, you know what, I'm cancelling my show because, you know... I did hear that. Yeah. In his words, he said, some things are more important than a rock and roll show. Not a lot of things. Not but, a lot of uh, things. This but, obviously. Uh, but, you know... <laughs> but this is one of this them. This is one of them. And, and, you know, I just wanted to give a shout out to him. And for the people like you who maybe haven't heard about what he did, I just think, you know, just it's a mark of the man. And also, I think it's, it's great that Bruce... And the whole E Street band are massive fans of the show. Well, that's right. They, uh, you know, I, I mean, they text me and post stuff say, all, I, all, yeah. the, all the time. You know, it's. Um, I get a little bit embarrassed about the amount of um, contact they make with the show, but you know, you can't be helped when you're on a good thing, I suppose. Yeah, I think he thinks we're born in the USA, but uh, that's nevertheless. There you go. Yes. Big shout out to the E Street band. Little Stevie Van Zandt. Little Stevie Van Zandt. Yes. You've got one on Coldplay, though. Um, I do. I do. I'm, I um. I have to admit, I'm not a massive Coldplay fan. However, I do like their music, mm. but I am a Chris Martin fan. Right. Why so? Well, I have seen a few stories on Chris Martin. I just think he's an interesting, cool dude. And one thing I really admire about him is his innovation and creativity. Mm. And he was asked on 60 Minutes in America about his songwriting. And he said that whenever he is at his piano, mm. Because he describes himself as being openly neurotic, he keeps a Sharpie pen in a marker holder mounted to his whitewashed piano. Right. And as soon as a lyric or a line or an idea comes for a song, he doesn't wait or hope to keep in the back of his mind. He writes it on his piano. So his piano has got scratchings of lyrics and songs written all over the piano. Mm. And his comment to the guy doing the interview on 60 Minutes was that you see all these scratchings, in six months' time, they'll be a something. Right. And I thought that was a great lesson for us. It's why I always, I have a Midori journal, which is also my wallet and the credit cards, and it has a notebook in it. And I always carry that with me, no matter where I am, 24-7, with a pen, because you just don't know when a great line or a phrase or a saying or something you want to recall is going to come to you. And... I don't say we carry a piano around, but I like the idea of having a Sharpie with you all the time to capture those things. Yeah. The second lesson of rock, I'm a bit of an overachiever today, aren't you I? You are. You've gone far and <laughs> up above and beyond today, mate. I dig this guy. And the other thing I like about him is that as soon as he does an album, yeah. as soon as the album has been released, he paints his piano. Okay. So... His view is that as soon as he finishes something, it's on to the new, it's a clean palette. So as soon as an album is done, he doesn't dwell on the past, he doesn't hang on to it. Mm. He repaints his piano, so then in sitting in front of him is a clean palette from which to create the next thing, so he's not hung up 
on previous stuff, mm. it's all a fresh perspective. And I think we could really think about that. And some people do it for New Year's, where New Year's is the time to refresh. But quite often, as we heard in the show with Laura Co, we carry a lot of emotional baggage. And I just, I think this is an opportunity for us to think about how we reframe putting an end to something, put a finality to something where we visualize repainting our piano. So you've got this big white palette in front of you from which to create. So I think there's a lot of great things about this guy. And the, the last thing that with that whole idea of the Sharpie and making lists is that he, because he is a self-proclaimed compulsive warrior and list maker, he makes lists and write lots of things down like in journals. Mm. And He's even got the band making rules on the studio wall. And rule number six, for example, was don't do too many interviews, always keep mysteries. So when you break down guys that are pretty successful, and they are considered to be one of the great rock bands of the world, when you break it down, we don't need to copy the band, but we can take away some of the great things they do, like creating a brand new palette to create, having a Sharpie with you all the time to write down ideas as they come to mind rather than trying to remember them. And he creates lists so you don't have to remember everything and put the pressure on you. I just think that mm. there's so much for this guy to like. Mm. Take it away, apply it to your own world. And um, I thought it was just a great band, some great music, and I thought we could play out with this. Well, we probably could play out with some Coldplay, but um, look, with the sad news over the weekend at the passing of yet another musical genius this year, gosh knows what's going on, but the tragic news that the world lost uh, Prince over the long weekend, uh, I really think we probably should play this one. Yes, I should know by the way you popped your car sideways at a wooden And uh, I'm sure we'll have some more to say about that next week. What do you reckon? We're done. Love them and leave them fast. I guess I must be done. Shed a pocket full of horses, children and some of them used. But it was Saturday night.
Radio Show is produced and recorded in the studios of Voodoo Sound. For more tips and tools to get your mojo working, check us out on Facebook at the Mojo Radio Show or online at themojoradioshow.com. For more about Gary, see garybertwhistle.com or to polish your next audio or video production, check out voodoosound.com.au and for the right voice, realtimecasting.com. Andrew Peter speaking. See you next time. <laughs>